0: Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
1: New York's fan. Sports Radio, 101.9 FM. The fan. WFAN. New York. 944 here on this Monday evening. It's JJ After Dark, Josh Yastrzemski. We're right here on The Fan. It's been a while. I'm so happy we're checking in with one of my favorites, one of my long-lost pals. He'll be getting ready for another year with the Yankee Spanish Radio Network. He does the Eagles. He does IP. You hear him on The Fan. I mean, the guy's all over the place. <laughs> the renaissance man himself, the great Ricky Ricardo. What's up, Ricky? JJ, it's been too long,
2: my friend. Too long.
1: Ricky, how is the uh, Sunshine State? Cheating it's beautiful thing.
2: It's a beautiful thing. It's about 65 degrees tonight, so it's not too hot, not too cool. It's perfect. It hasn't, well, yeah, a little, uh, couple of little showers yesterday, but the weather's been fantastic and perfect for the guys over in Tampa, which is about, I guess, about a 45-mile drive from my house. So I, I get there in less than an hour. And it's, it's cool in the morning, so they've been able to work out, get a good, strong workout in. And it really hasn't been that overbearing Florida heat just yet. It's been absolutely perfect for the first five days of pitchers and catchers. And then you have the, uh, the full squad guys that uh, finally all got in today. Some physicals, everybody passing their physicals and get ready. I guess tomorrow Aaron Boone will have his first uh, total full squad workout. Ding of beauty, Ricky. Yeah. Let's start with the Yankees, though, as a
1: whole. Go back to last year when they lost to Tampa in the division series and where we're
2: at right now. You think they're a better team? It all the JJ, the, the, the Yankees, it all hinges to me on two guys, and that is whoever is, is second and third in the starting rotation. Now, we're going back to a full season after, uh, after the 60-game schedule last year, but you are going to be counting on Corey Kluber and Jameson Tyon two guys that it's been a long time since they have pitched a full season of baseball or heavy inning loads. It's all going to depend on how those two guys, you know what you're going to get from Garrett Cole, and we're knocking on wood that everybody, the key guys stay healthy, obviously. But after Garrett Cole, who by the way, looked really good today, throwing to hitters for the first time along with Jordan Montgomery. But the fate of the Yankees, John really is going to depend on what they have in the rotation behind Cole if Kluber can come back to you know semi-Kluber form from a few years ago, and what do you get from Jamison Tyon? These are two unknowns. They're question marks. The upside is great. The downside could be devastating. So can I say that they're a better team than the one that played against uh, the Tampa Bay Rays in that playoff last year? I can't tell you one way or the other. I think these two alternatives, if you compare Kluber – to Tanaka last year. Tanaka at least was a proven commodity, although he'd started to slip in big games the last few years. It wasn't the same Tanaka, especially in postseason. And who was your you know, the third starter last year? Paxton, Hap? They were, you know, good one day, bad the next. So there's really you can't really compare Tyon to either Paxton or, or Jay Hap either. So it it's really a mystery, it's an unknown. Right now, I'm going to reserve judgment until I see a little bit more from, uh, from these guys, at least here during spring, and hopefully they stay healthy.
1: Ricky spent a lot of time earlier in the show talking about the most polarizing Yankee without question. It's Gary mm. Sanchez. He's one of those lightning rods. You know, Ricky, you're a sports radio guy. Yep. I mentioned certain names. Beckham, Harvey, A-Rod. Gary Sanchez is one of those guys. Everybody seems to have an opinion on him, and listen— I've been a Gary Sanchez supporter. I've had his back, I feel like. Last Mm -hmm. year, he really let me down. He was embarrassing. He couldn't hit, struck out basically in half his bats, hit 140, 150, got benched in the postseason, and was miffed about the fact that he got benched in the postseason, which to me was a little comical. He was terrible. He deserved to be benched. I think the Yankees need him to bounce back. Now, when I say bounce back, Ricky, let me make it clear. Here's what he is on defense. I, I don't think he's ever going to turn into uh, Carlton Fisk, or Yadier Molina behind the dish. They need him to hit. Ricky, can Gary Sanchez give the Yankees 230, 30 home runs, and 70 RBIs? Is that asking right.
2: too much? Let, 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 me, let me start by saying that I, just like you, have defended Gary Sanchez, have stuck my neck out for him on several occasions the last couple of years because I like Gary Sanchez. I enjoy his energy when he is playing well. It also disappoints me when his energy, when he's bad, He his whole aura turns negative, okay? Now, to answer your question, can he give you 230 30 home runs and how many ribbies you want from him? 70, 80, I don't care. i oh, can give you 70, 80. Now, out of a 162-game season, if he catches, let's say 100 games, I'm going to put light at 100 games, Uh, you know, with maybe Higashioka and or Chirinos. Remember, Robinson Chirinos was Garrett Cole's personal catcher in Houston, and Higashioka and Cole got along very, very well. Last year, they ended up the season basically being his personal catcher. So let's, let's say Gary gives you 100 games behind the plate, maybe another 10, 15 games as a designated hitter. Can he get you 230 as a batting average? I mean, if he can't give you 230, JJ, and I know he's been, you know, under two, he's been below the Mendoza line, but he's got to give you at least 230. I'm not, I'll, I'll, I'll give him a break on the power. I want to see him strike out less. I want to see him give, give us better at bats. If he gives us 25 homers, 75 RBIs, hits 225 to 230 and is, I mean, I'm looking, not looking for Benito Santiago, but. I, I want some competence behind the plate. I, we know he's got a cannon for an arm. But the problem's been between the ears, J.J., with Gary Sanchez. It's not the physical tools. It starts between the ears. And I think this year, first of all, he's come into camp in really good shape as compared to years past. Now, last year he came in in good shape. And I'll give him a mulligan with the with the pandemic, the time off. He gained a little weight, as did Glaber. A lot of guys You know, got thrown off by the whole 60-game schedule and and not playing and really being able to train for a couple of months. But this year he's back in good shape. He seems mentally in a good position, in a good place mentally. But I think there's pressure on him this year because this is his last hurrah. If Gary Sanchez does not make a a, a comeback of sorts, does not produce, then I'm convinced that maybe Brian Cashman next season goes out and finds himself another big-time catcher.
1: The great Ricky Ricardo joins us to talk some Yankee baseball I'm moving yeah. closer and closer to the start of the 2021 season. Ricky, curious, because I know you're very tight and you know a lot of these guys within the Yankee clubhouse very well. Yep. How do you see the whole Domingo Herman situation unfolding? We're waiting to hear Domingo Herman meet with the media. You heard Zach Britton a couple of days ago. He didn't mince words, he made it perfectly clear. It is what it is as far as being teammates with this guy. And listen, I'm not going to judge Domingo Herman for his entire life. That's obviously an incident, though. That is a major blemish, and it's very tough to overcome. And I'm sure there are a lot of guys within that Yankee clubhouse saying, can we ever trust you again? Can we ever believe in you once again? You think that'll be a problem for Aaron Boone and company?
2: I don't think so, and I'll tell you why. Domingo Herman is, is, a, is a country boy from the Dominican Republic. He is pure. He is the salt of the earth. This is not a street-savvy, wise guy, okay? This is a very, very plain, simple guy. He knows he made a terrible mistake. He realizes the, the extremity, the, the extreme nature of what he did and the effect in today's society— what he did maybe 20, 25 years ago, you know, wasn't acceptable. I'll tell you what, in our Caribbean countries, people look the other way. So it's something that these guys that come from the Dominican, Puerto Rico, you know, guys from, you know, from my culture have had to learn in the last 10, 15 years in this country where we have really put the spotlight on domestic violence issues and really brought out the seriousness of of it, they've had to realize, hey, this isn't maybe what my, you know, my dad and grandfather's era and guys 30, 40, 50 years ago uh, in the Caribbean, in these countries, and I hate to say it, but, you know, it was something very passe. If there was violence between a man and a woman, it was something that people just looked at and, oh, that's their business. That's the way it was. Things have changed, obviously. We've evolved as a culture. But. For a guy like Herman, who is as pure and as simple, there's no BS. There's nothing phony about him. I give credit for to Zach Britton for one thing. Let's remember that Zach Britton is half Dominican, okay? His mom is Dominican. So I think Britton understands that for the entire clubhouse to really come to terms and be at peace with Domingo Herman, that he had to throw that out there and put Herman in a position where he has to address his teammates one by one or in a group session, he's doing that right now he postponed his his his, uh, his time to talk to the media to first be able to communicate with every one of his teammates, knowing Herman the way I do, and the purity about this guy I think he will communicate with everybody he, he will he will show pure feelings to each and every guy in that clubhouse and I think they'll Everyone, including Herman, will be the better for it on the other end.
1: Okay, Ricky, do you have an X-Factor circled within the Yankee lineup? We talked about Tyon and Corey Kluber, so I'll leave the pitching out of it for a second. Mm-hmm. X-Factor in the Yankee lineup, this is going to be a team that wins a World Series. Who you have your eye on? A team that wins the World Series. All right. No, I, I, player, if they're going to win the World Series, I yeah. should rephrase that, Ricky. Sorry to confuse you. Yankee team, everyday lineup, Give me an everyday player that you have circled and have said, Yankee's going to win it this year. This guy's going to have a big, big year.
2: I think there's two guys that need, and for different reasons, there are there's two guys that need to step it up. And if they do, it enhances the the chances of this team going far. Number one is young Carlos Stanton has to finally have a, a so-called Breakout Yankee season. Stanton must have this year a a close to his final Miami type seasons. Right? Let let's, let's put everything else behind us now. He is healthy. He's gotten a you know uh he's gotten used to playing in New York. No more surprises about the pressure in the media and everything else. It's time for Giancarlo Stanton to be Giancarlo Stanton. That's number one. And the other guy that really needs to reach his full potential, and I think if he does, really, really stretches this lineup because we've seen it in in little instances but not consistently, is Aaron Hicks. If Aaron Hicks can avoid getting on that injured list and really produce the way we have seen him at times produce, with that cannon of an arm, a switch hitter with power and speed, if you get Aaron Hicks... To maybe make his, you know, make an all star appearance. Raise his level of play a bit. I think that takes a lot of pressure off the other mashers in that lineup. So I want Stanton to be, finally be Stanton, and I want to see the best of Aaron Hicks. And listen, Aaron Judge has got to stay healthy. There's just no two ways around it. Judge has to stay healthy, but the two guys I really have my eye on are Stanton to finally have a real Miami Marlins Stanton type of year and Aaron Hicks to to reach his full potential.
1: Ricky, final one. Your Philadelphia Eagles make a trade that I think a lot of people (laughs) saw coming. Yeah, listen, I know they're not your Eagles, but I have to call them your Eagles. No, no, they are.
2: You can, you, I can, I can do that. I'm allowed. Listen, they gave you a Super Bowl
1: ring. I mean, you got a ring out of the process. Look, I was born and,
2: I'm born and raised a Jet fan, but I've been around the Eagles long enough. Absolutely, they are. I like green teams that fly. They are Green teams that fly. That's what I'm going to call you now. The fan
1: and the man who roots for the green teams that fly. I like that 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 a lot, Ricky.
2: Now, Uh, let me make you a comparison, J.J. Sure. Gary Sanchez is baseball's Carson Wentz. I like that. I like that a lot.
1: Because you know what? I was the biggest Carson Wentz guy. I thought Mm -hmm. he was a stud. I thought he was the MVP in 17. He looked broke. I mean, there's no other way around it. He looked completely broken watching him play last year. But when they fired Peterson, which shocked me, Ricky, and I don't know what's going on with that team, but, I mean, I look at the resume three of the last four years, He's the guy who brings the Super Bowl in Philadelphia. It's stunning to me how all of that unfolded. But when specifically, can he salvage his career with Frank Reich? And two, are the Eagles all in, you think, on Jalen Hurts being the guy?
2: Well, they are now. And they drafted him number two, and it was stunning last year when they went and took Hurts in the second. Hurts was projected to be third or fourth round. And the Eagles jumped up at number two and took Jalen Hurts. Are they all in on Jalen Hurts? I think they are. I don't think they're going to draft a quarterback, although you don't get up that high very often, J.J. As you know, they're drafting number six. The Eagles, for years, you know, drafted in the 20s, 18, 20, 24, in that that area. They don't get up this high very often. And usually when you get up this high, you, you take advantage if there's a good quarterback. I don't think that's the direction they're going to go in. They're going to, they're going to rely on Jalen Hurts, who showed him just enough last year. But Jeffrey Lurie, the owner, during the, the uh, Doug Peterson press conference said, and he said it seven times, he said the word, this is a transition year. So the Eagles ownership will not come out and say it's a rebuild or a retool. He used another word, transition year. But that's a signal to me and I think to the Eagle fans that this coming season, 2021, may not be the best as far as the record is concerned. We're going to take a step back to take a step forward, and they're going to try to do it with Jalen Hurts. As far as Wentz and can they fix, you know, can they put Humpty Dumpty back together? I don't think Wentz will ever be the 2017 leader in the clubhouse for the MVP of the league. He won't be that, but he's got to be better than what we saw in 2020. Opening day, J.J., I don't know if you had a chance to watch. Opening day when the Eagles were playing the Washington football team, Wentz came out in that first half and was bang, 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 down the field, took a 17-0 lead. He threw a pick six right before halftime against Washington. They lost that game, and Wentz never regained his confidence again the rest of the season. It got worse and worse and worse until he was taken out of the Packer game. He was not installed in the next week's game against the Saints. Hurts beat the Saints, who had gone on a winning streak, and that right there was the end of the Carson Wentz era. The great Ricky Ricardo. Check him out.
1: Before you know it, he'll be getting ready for opening day
2: with the Yankees and the Toronto Blue Jays on the Yankee Spanish Radio Network. I'll be doing some. By the way, I'll be doing some uh, some games for John Sterling right here on the fan from spring training too. John will do. Oh, how about that? So you
1: give the plug. When is all right, Ricky? So when is your first spring training game? Uh, I believe
2: I will. Mine is on the tenth, March tenth. Pirates at Yankees. I'll be doing about six games, and John will be doing some games too. But I'll do them live here from George M. Steinbrenner Field. How tremendous. Ricky, I
1: can't wait to listen. Keep up the good work, bro. And I hope the golf game is going a little bit better than mine. Just I'm waiting
2: so. for you, JJ. I'm waiting for you to get to Sean Watson in a in a Dolphins uniform. And once that happens, you get on a bird for the press conference and we go play some golf at Doral. How about that? I like the sound of that. Oh, my goodness. Ricky, Ricky, <laughs> making me blush, making me smile. love you, bro. We'll, we'll uh,
1: catch up. We'll chat soon, okay? Anytime, JJ. They have it. The great Ricky Ricardo. It's got some Yankee games coming up on the Fed and around at the Oh, my God. Oh, my God. That just sounds ooh, too good to be true. Sure.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget.